Since today is Mother's Day, uh, I'm not going to really talk about Mother's Day message, but I'm going to give you assignment. Uh, it's, like, it's like homework. We, church, we don't really provide homework, but this week, uh, I'm going to give you homework. Actually, three assignments. Mothers, uh, all the moms have uh, knees, right? They have knees. The major three needs are uh, physical needs and emotional needs and their spiritual needs. So I want you to provide their physical needs. If you live together with your mom, this is, I mean, a great opportunity that you can help them to prepare meals this week. I'm talking about seven days a week. Not three meals, but you know, at least once a day, provide a prepared meal for your mom. If that's too difficult for you, Give, give her a 10-minute massage, shoulder or leg, you know, just, I'm talking about seven days. That's number one assignment. Number two is providing their emotional need. If you're living together with your mom, tell her how appreciate you are, they are to you. And tell her, I love you. I'm talking about seven days a week, once a, once a day for seven days. And last one is spiritual need. Uh, starting from today, I want you to look at their eyes, hold their hands, and if you're not present, I mean, if you cannot be with your mom this week, then you can give a phone call and, and uh, bless them, pray with them, pray for them, so that we may uh, provide some spiritual needs of our mothers. If you do these three assignments, then we have a gift for you. What if we did only six times and miss one time? Doesn't count, okay? So let me know if you accomplish all these assignments, okay? Uh, today I want to talk about fear of inadequacy and God's power. Uh, I'm going to read, read passage a little later. As, as we go through COVID-19, uh, I, I try to share with our fears and God's character, God's attribute. And uh, today, I want to talk about fear of inadequacy and God's power. Uh, listening, people talk about post-COVID-19. Many experts in many different fields, professionals, they uh, have their own opinions and their predictions about uh, post-COVID-19. They say it's going to be a totally different uh, world they want to face. Economically, socially, uh, culture and lifestyle will change due to the COVID-19. And they say change will take place with a rapid 4IR, fourth industrial revolution and digitalization. How do you cope with new technologies? How do you cope with rapid change of technology? Young generation, uh, like many of you guys, may not feel intimidation, but older generation, like myself, feel intimidated by rapid change of technologies. If you don't catch up with the current technology and trend, you may feel that you are behind. And that can create a lot of fears. In China, since many people do not carry the cash anymore, homeless beggars 
carry uh, the QR, the canister. Can you believe that? To have their QR you know, barcode canister. Even beggar cannot survive if he doesn't cope with changes of technology. Due to the rapid changes and the change that post-COVID-19 would bring, we may have fear of inadequacy of deal with new changes. But God doesn't want us to feel that way. I want to read the passage, uh, Ephesians 1 and 18 and 19. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saint, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength. You know, this is prayer. That's, that's, that's why, as you can see, it started as, I pray. Paul said, I pray. What was Paul's prayer? So that we may know, we may know how richly we are blessed because we are in him. We are in Christ. I especially like this phrase, and his incompatible great power for us who believe if you give your life to Christ. If you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, you know, you already have this great power within you. That power is like the working of his mighty strength. God is powerful God. He is powerful God. And we are serving omnipotent God. He's so powerful. And he's creator of the universe. He created the sun and, and he, he leaves sun to keep burning. Even at this very moment. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that powerful? He created all the stars and spread them in the sky. He's a creator. He's so powerful. And God, the powerful God, wants us to experience his power in our lives. Not only God wants us to experience that, but he wants us to exercise the power through us. How can you do that? How can we experience God's power in the midst of feeling inadequacy? There are two options. One, you can choose your emotion. Most likely it's going to be a fear. Or you can choose to have attitude that God wants you to have. I often feel like God is building our characters up by putting us into difficult situations. So through difficult situations or difficult people around us or problems, especially when you feel like inadequacy, God wants us to experience his power. So I want to share three situations, or I would say areas that we can experience God's power. Number one, uh, weakness. We all have weaknesses, right? Some of our weaknesses are incurable. What kind of attitude can you have when you have Weakness that is incurable. You know, Paul says this, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insult, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Paul prayed for his weaknesses 
three times. He prayed for you know, God to take care of his weaknesses. Yet God didn't cure his weaknesses. But Paul is saying, through this whole process, he said he experienced God's power. Do you have any weaknesses? We all do, right? Every one of us have weaknesses. And mostly those weaknesses are incurable. Some are curable, but most of them are incurable. And that tells us that we have limitation. We have a physical limitation, we have a emotional limitation, we have talent limitations. What was Paul's weakness? Anyone knows? Some scholars said it was his eye-related disease. Some said uh, it was epilepsy. And some scholars say it was his wife. I think there's no evidence that his incurable weakness was his wife. But whatever the weakness was, Paul experienced God's power through his weaknesses. That's why he could say, for when I'm weak, then I am strong. How did he experience God's power through his weaknesses? By trusting God. When we are weak, we tend to trust God more, right? Listening, my mentor pastor sent me a text. It was very encouraging me. It was saying, Pastor, can I'm cheering for you. Uh, I pray that the Lord may anoint your preaching ministry. I need that encouragement. So I really thanked him. Thank you so much. I need the, the, the word, the encouragement. I need God's anointing in my preaching ministry. Then I share, you know, God has given me the opportunity. This is a privilege that I have served, you know, his people through the preaching ministry. But I often feel that you know, my, I'm, I'm inadequate about you know, what I do. And he simply said the word that I, I've been even preaching that phrase a lot. You know what he said? God always anoints one who feels inadequacy. I used, to, I used the phrase a lot of time. But that phrase really touched me that week. I was so, oh, you're right. I want to trust God more. I mean, I want to trust God alone. It's not in a matter of trust your own strength or other things. We got to trust God. We need to practice to trust Him more and more so that His power may be manifested in our lives. But how do you practice, practice to trust God? It begins with relaxation. Did you hear what I say? You know, we just have to uh, not put the weight on ourselves. We tend to put too much weight on ourselves, but we better start doing that. Rather than put the weight on us, tr begin to trust God more. It is so important. You know, when you, I, maybe I can explain like this. When you play table tennis, as you know, I'm an expert, right? When you smash the ball, you got to learn how to switch the power. You got to kind of relax. Then the moment you hit the ball, you got to impact the ball. You got to give power. Uh, I think this is the kind of skill that we need to learn. We got to know how to not put weight on us, but put weight on God. It's a matter of switching our power. Faith doesn't grow by working hard. 
Did you hear what I said? Faith doesn't grow by working hard, but faith becomes stronger by trusting God more. How do I deal with post-COVID-19? Start to live without your own strength, but begin to trust God more. Second, people. People are a blessing to us, aren't they? But sometimes they are very painful to us, right? Do you have any difficult people in your life? Don't you sometimes wish that God can remove them from your life? No? You're very spiritual, Janet. That's why you're wrong, right? Sometimes we wish, oh my goodness, I don't want to really deal with this kind of person. But you know what? God put them in your life so that God is like molding you. So uh, they are a blessing to us. I usually say they are our spiritual sandpaper, you know, shaping our sharp edges. Who are they? What are their characteristics? They can be judgmental. They can be offensive, assertive. Uh, when you talk to them, you always end up with argument. And they can be very selfish. Do you know anyone like that? Uh, is that person your spouse? Uh, your coworker? Is your she is your boss or employee? Or could that be you? Let me ask you, when you hear judgmental words or encouragement words, what do you remember longer? Judgmental words, right? It, you know what that means, right? It proves that you have like hard people, difficult people in your life. But my point is this, through those difficult people, God wants to build our characters. That's why they are a blessing to us. But how, how does this work? Patient. Patient is the word. God is telling us to be patient when you deal with difficulty in your life. When you begin to love unlovable people, you are becoming more like your heavenly father. And it requires a lot of patience. A wife, a wife, pray this prayer. Let me just read for you. God, give me wisdom so that I can understand my husband. God, give me a love so that I can forgive my husband. God, give me a patience so that I can deal with my husband's unstable characters. But God, don't give me strength or power. I'm afraid that I might beat my husband to death. That was prayer. I'm sure that she just made it up, right? <laughs> it is so hard to be patient, but we need to be patient. Efficient, uh, for to said, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another. You know, whenever I read this kind of passage, I got, my goodness, so easy to say, right? This sounds right, sounds so, so right, sounds so nice. Be completely humble and gentle. That we ought to live as a Christian and be patient bearing one another in love. But so difficult. With your own power, there's no way you can do it. I mean, you've got to admit that we cannot do this. 
with our own power. That's why we need Jesus Christ. And how could Paul write this letter to Ephesians like that? I would say because he personally experienced how patient Jesus was to him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jesus was so patient to Paul. That's why he could say it like that. And Jesus was so patient to me. He was so patient. And he's patient to me. That's why I'm here. And he's so patient to you, right? That's why you're here, worshiping the Lord. Who wouldn't be here if he wasn't patient with us, right? Who would stay here to worship God? He was so patient, therefore, do to others. He was so patient to you, so you got to be patient to others. And as I was meditating this passage, you know, I want to say this. We need to be patient to ourselves too. You got to be patient to yourself too. So I want to say, I want you to give yourself a little room to make mistakes. Don't be too legalistic to yourself. Treat yourself with grace. Buy yourself food. Tell yourself that you are doing well. <laughs> you know, like, compliment yourself. And do the same to others. Give other people room to freely make mistakes. In order for you to do that, you got to be patient. Oh. Wait, was there more? Okay. <laughs> if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Key to be patient with others is to meditate God who has been patient to you. Last point is problems. God wants us to face the problems with faith. He wants to like, you know, stand still with faith. And, and, and God wants us to build confidence in us. But this is not a self-confidence, but it's more like confidence in him. That's the only way we can truly experience the power of God. When you look at the gospel, there was a uh, disciple faced storm in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus was in the boat, but he was sleeping. So the disciples, they woke him up. Lord, we're about to die. Don't you care? And Jesus said, Shh, be still, quiet. All the wind died down. and I mean, he was God. He is God, right? He calmed the, uh, all the waves and wind. And he actually, Jesus rebuked disciples. I mean, don't you have faith? I'm with you in the boat. I think God probably will say the same thing to us. We're so fearful about, you know, facing this virus. What about what's going to happen to post-COVID-19? I mean, I'm with you. Not I'm in the boat. I'm, I'm with you. I'm inside of you. Why? Be terrified. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. You know, Jesus said, for nothing is impossible with God. Right? You know this passage, right? A similar passage like Jesus replied, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Why did Jesus say this kind of word to us? So that he wants us to experience his power in our personal lives. You know, Christianity is not only knowing by your knowledge, but not only knowing that, but living out what you know. He wants us to experience his power. And Levi asked three Jews this question. What would you do if you find a cash full wallet? Wallet. Yeah, wallet on the street. 
What would you do, Justin? If you find a wallet full of cash, what would you do? One Jew said, Rabbi, to be honest with you, I have many children, I'm a poor. I would consider that, consider cash as God's gift. Is it a good answer? Rabbi said, you are a thief. <laughs> and a uh, second Jew said, I will find the owner of the wallet. Probably, I think Justin probably said that. And Levi said, you're a fool. <laughs> and third guy said, I know I ought to return this wallet to owner. But same time, I know how weak person I am. So I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. It is all up to God's grace. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I mean, but Levi said, that's a good answer, but I'm not really agree with what Levi said, but this is the point I want to I try to uh, convey. We as Christians are fully aware we need to be perfect. Jesus said, be perfect for I am perfect, be holy for I am holy. But same time, we know that we cannot be perfect, right? Therefore, we need His grace in every moment of our lives, every single second of our lives. We, we need His grace. Lord, I need you. I need your grace. With your strength, with your wisdom, with your command, I want to obey and fulfill uh, this, this Christian life. And, and in order for us to do that, Jesus said, we've got to abide in Christ. I, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Oh, what a powerful statement. I'm the one who are the branches. If a man, if you remain in me, and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Without abiding in me, nothing. You cannot nothing. One day, Abraham Lincoln had maybe he had a dream. Uh, in his dream, he was going into the meeting. Many crowds were at the gate, the front gate of the entrance of gate. When Abraham Lincoln tried to go to the inside, the people stepped aside. One guy in the back was saying, I thought Abraham Lincoln was someone special. He, he looked so ordinary. And when Abraham Lincoln heard him, he turned and said to him, God loves ordinary people, for he created them. I like that answer, that statement. We are God's masterpiece. We may look ordinary, but we are God's masterpiece because God is the one who created us. Right? We are his creation. And when we allow God into our lives, he can manifest his power through us. So, for example, he is a light. Right? He is a light. So when we allow him, the light in our lives, his light can spread to the darkness through us. We are just ordinary Joe, but God can. To tremendous, God can manifest his power through us. The question is this, can we handle post-COVID-19? We may have fear, but if we allow God into our lives, he will, we will experience his power. Amen. Jeremiah says, Ah, uh, oh, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and I'll stretch that arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Why do you feel, why do, why, why do you have a fear of adequacy, inadequacy? 
That's when you think you are uh, all alone in this journey of life. You are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you, and he's going to provide all the power that you need. I want to end my message with this picture. Uh, I think Julia already sent you, right, that, uh, to the Kakao talk. Uh, I, I love this uh, picture, uh, the art, art piece, uh, painted by the French artist named Emile Lenoff. Emile Lenoff, I'm not sure if this is the right pronunciation. Emile Lenoff in 1881. This is the title, The Helping Hand. Commentaries inform us that this painting is of a grandfather and granddaughter, granddaughter one uh, early morning. It looks like the little girl is trying to load the boat and help her grandfather as they go fishing. See how, when you look at the picture, how hard she is concentrating on a job. She thinks she's really helping him. But where is the old man looking? Grandfather, contently smoking his pipe, looks at her dearly. He knows that the small strength she has in her arm isn't really much help in lowering the boat, but he seems to be enjoying letting her try. Oh, this is the picture. I, I didn't know why. <laughs> As you can see, she's not helping him, but he is helping her. You see, we are like the girl in the boat. The grandfather is like as our heavenly father. And he is helping us on the sea of life. He is our help. He is omnipotent God. He will help you to deal with anything that is out of you after COVID-19. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for being our God, our help. We admit, Father, we have so much fear as we face COVID-19 and as we uh, hear what's going to happen after COVID-19. But Lord, help us to know that we are not alone in this journey. You are with us as we trust you, Lord God. You will deal with all the things that that your power will be manifested, Father God, through, through us. Help us to see your power that is working in our lives as we trust you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.